Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Advisors weekly community podcast series, where once a week we take a break from our normal financial market discussion and speak with some people that are doing some amazing work right here in our backyard of the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Today we are joined by Ryan Sykes-Winski, branch director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Texas Hill Country branch, and Chad Porche, board member of Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Texas Hill Country branch. Ryan, Chad, Hello, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. <laughs> jinx, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to buy who a Coke? Right. <laughs> it was double jinx. So it- I'll take another latte. I think I need some more coffee today. <laughs> it's a good day for it. It's nice, cloudy. It's a little cold outside. That's a little? Up. We all have our sweaters on. I took mine off before we started, but yeah. Uh, okay, well, Ryan, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about the history of Big Brothers Big Sisters as an organization, and more specifically, this Texas Hill Country branch. Big Brothers Big Sisters, as an organization, started in 1904 in New York by a court clerk that said, hmm, there's a common denominator with these kids that keep ending up in court. And so he gathered up all his friends and said, we're going to mentor. And locally, Big Brothers Big Sisters of South Texas started in, I want to say, the early 70s. And they this was actually the first branch that they started in the late 90s, early 2000s. So we've been out here for over 20 years. And the cool thing about the way that Big Brothers Big Sisters is set up is as a national brand, we all share the same brand, but they only mandate, you know, standards and ways that we operate. But locally, all the money that we raise here stays here, even in connection to South Texas. So we're all 1501C3. There's six different branches under the South Texas umbrella, but here in Texas Hill Country, we have our own board that Chad sits on, and we have our own fundraisers. I am specifically out here, and so everything that we decide for out here is out here. San Antonio doesn't really make decisions for us. I think that's a really important point that I think a lot of uh, uh, locals might look over, and they don't. They think that oh, it's a national brand with a sub sec like chapter here and maybe when we raise money for the cause some of it has to go back it doesn't all necessarily stay here so thank you for making making that point yeah uh chad how long have you been on the board uh one year now one year has it really been one year one year wow coming up on a year yeah because it was in the middle of leadership last year yeah so yeah that's right not quite a year yet okay you want to say a few words about your experience there? What's that been like okay. as a board member? Only good things, Chad. Only, only good things. Oh well, <laughs> never mind. No. Um, it you know it it's opened up my eyes about uh, the need for services for uh, children. Um, my husband and I adopted kids, and uh, even me being a, a single child back in Louisiana in a very remote area. Uh, I was the only kid in the neighborhood at the time. Um, and then, you know, I didn't have a big brother. I didn't have a big sister to kind of have a mentor to. It was just literally adults everywhere. So that made me kind of grow up differently. But if I would have had a big brother, big sister, uh, even from the Big Brothers, Big Sisters program, uh, I still would have grown up. But, you know more of a relationship type thing with, with people. Yeah. And I think big brothers and big sisters with, with my kids, I have three boys. Uh, I think getting a female person in and uh, having strong relationships with, 
with them and that it's going to help them grow as an individual. And I believe uh, no matter what walk of life that you're in, I believe any child needs that. And I think that's important that you're obviously very passionate about it. And I think that that's a, a very special uh, trait to have for for some kind of position like you're holding on the board there. Yeah. Gilbert? Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, one of the important things that I've seen from big brothers and big sisters is everybody needs somebody. And, you know, even as a, as a parent, um, you know, I, I can't be all things to my children. I, I want to be, but sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions. Um, sometimes uh, being a parent is difficult. I'm, I'm trying to hold down a job and I'm trying to uh, provide for my family and, and other things become a priority, which they shouldn't be. But, you know, we're we're human beings. We, we can really goober things up sometimes. And I think if any child, including mine, had somebody else to talk to occasionally that could provide undivided attention, right. only positive things can come from that. And both you and I, Andrew, have personal experience working with big brothers and big sisters. We do. Yes. And, and to kind of go off of what you just said, um, sometimes even on the child's end of it, you think that as well, saying, I got this I want to talk about, but do I want to talk to my parents about this <laughs> or do I want to do I have someone else that I can talk to? You know, and so having someone of that caliber, too, is, is important for the child as well. Right. And, and, and frankly, too, you know, um, I, I have several brothers and sisters and that wasn't perfect all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and to have somebody else that you could talk to would, would be great. Um, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, I always laugh at my brothers and sisters and tell them, we were raised by the same people in the same household at roughly the same time. How come I'm the only normal one? Um, and, and they all, they all respond to me that I'm, that probably means I'm the one that's a little off, uh, which is probably a little true. Uh, yeah. Andrew, you want to talk about your experience with big brothers? Big sisters? Yeah. But I wanted to pick up on something that, that you just kind of elaborated on is I think that and you too, Gilbert, that I think, you know, a lot of people maybe from the outside looking in, if they don't know a lot about the program that maybe they think that, uh, you have to check certain boxes to mm -hmm. be a part of the program. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily true, right? So right. you guys are talking about, hey, like, I, I don't necessarily have to be challenged in certain areas economically, socially, uh, from a family standpoint. I don't have to have any of that stuff to just be mm -hmm. a participant in a mm -hmm. program. And it's not like I would, I would put my child in the program because I want a babysitter, but I see the value uh, and benefit of them interacting socially with other people that are a little bit older than them that could be considered, uh, you know, their mentors, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's a very important point. Well, I have so yeah. many parents that are two parent households, and they're middle class, they, you know, in all imagery of the situation look like they've got it all together. But just like you said, you know, kids don't listen to their parents. And right. so what I'll see happen is the parents will go to the big and say, hey, I, this is what I'm trying to get them to understand, you know, whether it's talking about the post high school plan or whatever they're dealing with in school or whatever the situation is, they'll talk to the big about it. And then the big will bring it up. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, that's <laughs> such a great idea. And so I see so many times that the parent when the parents and i tell everyone when i introduce a big to a family is that if the parents and the big are on the same page and they really have that strong relationship the child only benefits that much more because everyone is saying the same thing and supporting this child on this journey it's just amplified from multiple different directions you know 
And I think that's a great segue into, I'll say a little bit about my experience to jump off into some of y'all's current programs and initiatives, but I have my match. We've been matched for, we just did the math the other day. I always forget. It's been so many years that (laughs) it's, uh, it's taken on a life of its own and it's just worked itself into, it's part of my life. And I think that our relationship is part of his life. No, I think it's like, I think it's six. I think it's closer to six. It's a lot. Yeah. It's over five. (laughs) So anyway, he's, he's in, he's in high school now. Right. Uh, And he goes to Ingram Tom Moore. I'm going to bring that up in just a second. But our experience has been definitely positive overall. I I, I feel like there was a little bit of um, imposter syndrome, I guess, is the best way to describe Mm -hmm. it. That over the years as me is a big I feel like I'm I'm, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Is he is there is there you know, is is what we want to happen? Is it happening? You know, that kind of thing. And uh it's just been sometimes you kind of just have to have faith and I have, I have different people like yourself and other people mentors of mine that I talk to about that kind of stuff and and over the years it's it's obviously been beneficial I think for both of us and we can both mm-hmm. say that and that's and, such a valuable point Andrew thank yeah. you for bringing that up because so many men you'd be surprised we have so many women that volunteer like we always have more big sisters volunteer than men and one thing that I noticed is a common theme with men that don't volunteer is like, what do I have to offer? What do I have to give? And there's just this like self-deprecating thought process of like, I don't have any, I don't know. I don't have that experience or I don't have whatever they need. And you're, you're right. You know, the one thing I tell volunteers is that we're, it's, I feel like I'm Cupid, but on a platonic level, <laughs> I, I'm matchmaker, really. And we look at what does the child need? What does the volunteer have to offer? And we are very intentional about the matches that we put together yeah. because we don't expect you to be anything other than who you are. Right. And you and I have had some really hard conversations about, you know, where is Gabe in his life and where is he in development and all of the things that he's got ahead of him and what are some conversations that you uniquely can have with him that the other adults in his life can't have with him. And sometimes, which is why the match support is so important in our program. A lot of volunteers come to our program and think that we're just going to like, let you go, go have fun. Let us know if they graduate. But I hear I'm here and I walk through every single stage of life cycle in the match, in the child's life, in your life. You know, so much of our match support is like, hey, Andrew, how are you? Where are you in life? Is there anything that's going on in your life that's impacting how you show up for your little? And uh, we're here to kind of go through that all with the volunteers. We don't let you just flap around out there without any direction. (laughs) We we talk about the, the positives that the littles get. But on the flip side of that, the positives that the bigs also mm-hmm. get is just as important and, and they get just as much from it. Yes, I agree. I think Gilbert and I would both agree. Plus, I remember, Andrew, when your little was literally little and you <laughs> know, was, yeah, he, he was little, he's little. Like he's almost taller than you now. And he's now, taller now. now he can kick <laughs> your butt in basketball. He does. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's a he's a young man now and, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing to see him. He's grown so much and um I am a hundred percent sure that you've had a lot of impact on his life. I'm a thousand percent sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I'm talking with his I'm moms. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, talking I got with two or three. That's, that's right. talking with his yeah. moms. They're like, he would not be where he is without Andrew because well, he didn't have positive that. adult male role model in his life. Yeah. And they they swear that the difference between him and the other children in his family, you know, 
Yeah. All the different, you know, things that have gone on in that generational life cycle of the, his family members, like you, yeah. you are the difference. Well, I sure. think, thank you for saying that. Uh, I think that the, the other thing about this point is that sometimes I think 80%, you know, the 80, 20 rule, right. Uh, 80% of, of it, of what we're talking about and the value and benefit is derived from just being present mm -hmm. and just, and just being, just having a presence in that person's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't, you don't always have to say the right thing or have to have the right answer. It's just about being there and mm -hmm. being consistent over time because you, you never know, you know, I hear like, I hear people that have kids all the time talk about how much of a sponge they are. And like, you think you have to watch what you say right now, wait till you have, or you're around little kids. And then you'll, I you'll, don't watch what I say. They're going <laughs> to learn the hard way. Yeah. And then, and then you cruel. hear it back and you're like, what? I said, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Our oldest said something last night. I said, what? Where did that come from? He's like, your mouth. He's like, you. Yeah. Came straight from you. The worst part is when they say, well, I heard you say it. So, right. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I've had that thrown at me a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go, go ahead. I, go I'm ahead. sorry. I was going to say, t tell us a little bit about what a is expected of a big. If if somebody was to was interested in the program and wanted to sign up, what are the expectations of a big, and and what kind of pre qualifications do you have to have to become a big? Good question. Um. You have to want to be a big. That's a key point. We don't do court mandated volunteers or littles for that matter. We don't do parent mandated littles. Like if the kid doesn't want it, we're not going to match them in our program either. You have to be over the age of 18, valid driver's license, insurance, and semi-reliable transportation because you're going to be picking up the kid, right? We don't want to have that situation where you're broke down on <laughs> Junction Highway waiting for the tow truck to come with your little with you. Um, you have to have the time to give. I would say on average, three to five hours a month is about what it is. Uh, you have to, uh, I think... You know, one thing that is not part of our bullet points of expectations, but one thing I really try to get across to volunteers when they're seriously thinking about joining our program is check your motives. Yeah. Why? Because if you're solely coming into our program to feel better about yourself, then this is not the program for you. You know, a lot of the times matches close because of unrealistic expectations. And I do everything I can to kind of set a level playing field. But sometimes people come in and they think that they're going to be the reason why this kid goes to Harvard. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not necessarily going to be the case. Sometimes it's the small wins. Sometimes it's the consistency. Yeah. Sometimes it's that kid running out of the house excited to see you. That is the win, right? That they, they have come to a place where they know that they can depend on an adult showing up for them. Like that is a win in a lot of these kids' lives, yeah. right? So really the 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 bigs have to meet the kid on the kids' level, not mm -hmm. not expect that the kid's gonna come up to your level, whatever that might be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now well, now well I assume that there's a background check also. I mean <laughs> obviously you know, oh, we're gonna, gonna know gonna if just... you run a stop sign before you tell us okay. for good, sure. Good, yes. Good. We All do right. background check, personal references, uh in depth, very personal interview. I'm going to learn all your deepest and darkest secrets. I mean, of course, if you share them. But we uh, we definitely ask the hard questions. You didn't get up in my business is what I you're am. saying. I am. I am. <laughs> because you know, me as a parent now and putting my children in the program, I want to know where my child is going or yeah. who they're going with. Sure, of course. You know? And so having things set up 
like that just helps put the parents at ease. Yeah, it's it's a protection for the not only the little but also the big too for mm-hmm. that man. Absolutely, yeah. makes well, sense. And then once they're matched, I meet with them every other month, like I was talking about with Andrew for match support. And so I'm getting my eyes on the volunteer, and we also have checks and balances on the parent side. They fill out a form after every outing, and we just kind of make sure that everybody's on the same page. And one of the things we tell kids is that no adult in your life should ever ask you to keep a secret. You know, that's that's a big rule with us. And we check in with the kids and we know that child safety is our number one priority for sure. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move right along. I wanted to go back to, uh, the high school thing, Ingram Tom Moore. I think you guys Mm -hmm. have some programs and initiatives you're working on right now. You want to say a little bit about that? I am so excited. So, uh, the high school bigs program used to be huge all over the country and then um it kind of fizzled out and now we're getting it going again and in south texas they've got a few high schools launching in san antonio and then i was like we are so doing this out here in kerrville and ingram was the first school district to come to mind you know and thinking about the two that we could serve because what they're doing out there is just so amazing and what better way to continue to set these next generations up for success than to have this peer-to-peer mentoring model? And so we, I went to uh, Crit, I hear is what they call them on the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I went out to him and I said, hey, we've got this model of peer-to-peer mentoring because research out of UTSA shows that it's more effective an adult to child mentoring even. And he was like, tell me more, tell me more. And so over the summer, we kind of got the, the wheels go in and now we've got the applications that we're sending out to the kids and the hope is to get it launched by the spring semester. I, I mean, ideally we could even get a meeting done before the holiday break, but we'll be matching ninth graders up with sixth graders, 10th graders up with seventh graders and 11th graders up with eighth graders. And then every year, so they'll meet once a week and then the next year they will change and they'll be matched with a different mentor and every year that'll change because that'll increase their social capital these kids will then meet other kids and they're not going into ninth grade not knowing anyone and then the coolest part is that the seniors because they've now gone through three years of being the mentor the seniors will now mentor the ninth graders and mentoring them and how to mentor so they'll kind of be doing what i do mentoring the mentors and coaching them and supporting them and me as the staff person i'll be meeting with all of the mentors on a regular basis outside of the their meetings with their littles just to check in and see if there's any questions they have or anything like that. So these high schoolers are learning uh, coaching skills, you know, leadership skills, communication skills, communication skills, conflict resolution, all of this while pouring into the kids that then by the time they've, you know, they've been mentored sixth, seventh and eighth grade by three different people and learned three different ways of being and thinking and all of the different skills that each different person has to offer. And then they, get to then pass that down and get that self-efficacy and confidence boost. And like, I have purpose and I have something to give here. And I, I'm so excited to see this, you know, play out. And, you know, it's definitely going to be a trial by error. <laughs> We're yeah. going to, you know, see, work out the kinks. Uh, but I couldn't be more excited to work with uh, the team over there in Ingram, for sure. If if I'm a parent and I have a kid that goes to high school out there, is there anything I can do or talk to you guys or talk to them about so participating if I, in it, how does that selection process work? So we're starting off this first year with two children in each grade. So it'll be six matches. So two 
6th, 7th, 8th to 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, and uh, I know that um, Miss uh, Kaylee and Miss Lisa, the counselors at each one of the schools, are working to get those applications out. So if you are interested, just reach out to the counselors and say, hey, I heard this is going on. Are there still opening spots? And if not, then we can definitely get you on the list for next year because we wanted to start small so we can, yeah. you know, control some of the unpredictability of it. And then next year, the hope is to add, you know, one or two kids to each grade level. Now, shifting gears just a little bit, what about uh, the fundraiser that you guys have coming up next month? Yes, it's the same day as the holiday parade. Hey. So you can get up early and uh, we're going to have some breakfast tacos. Those are all from great Acapulco and some coffee from Starbucks and some. Uh, there's even a special delivery of Krispy Kreme donuts coming in from San <laughs> nice, Antonio. Nice. <laughs> if nothing else, show up for the Krispy right, Kreme donuts. Yeah, yeah, it's a Who special needs to treat. Run? <laughs> I'll be cheering y'all along in spirit. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, so it is our fifth annual 5K, and it's down uh, at Louise Hayes Park, and you just run down the trail and back. Andrew sets it up for us so that we know where the turnaround is. He, I'll, actually, you guys are also a sponsor for us this year, we so are. thank you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. welcome. Yeah, we're happy glad to, to do happy it. To, glad to do no it. cheers for that one, Andrew. No, I didn't reach the button in time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one tooting our own horn. Toot, toot. Uh, yeah, well, good. That's I'm looking forward to that. My wife will will my wife and I will definitely be at that one. I'll see if I can drag Gilbert and. Oh, my hearing aid just went out. Sorry, I can't hear you. I, yeah, but we, we I see your lips moving. Yeah. Well, so uh, if you want to, if somebody that is listening to this is interested, yeah. tell us, please. I mean, it's on the Athlete Guild website, but you can also just go to bigmentor.org and go down to the Texas Hill Country branch, and Good. it'll be on our website as well. The link. I will post the link in the show notes to this episode. Oh, awesome. So Thanks. all that'll be there. That way you guys can reshare that. Now, now you, obviously, y'all are doing the fundraiser, the, the 5K uh, run, but. What are the other ways that you raise money? And, and if somebody wanted to just say, hey, man, I love your program. I love what you'll do. How can I contribute if I don't have the time or can't be a, a big? Maybe there's another way they can help monetarily. What 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 can people do and how do you all raise money? So we have a tennis tournament in the spring in May. And uh, if you're a business, you can sponsor that as well. Um, or you can come out and play tennis. Uh, or you can always just go directly to our website, bigmentor.org backslash donate, I think is the website. Um, but either way, you can top right corner, it'll say donate. And you just select the Texas Hill Country branch and uh, put in their notes. You know, if you want to do it in memory or in honor of someone, you can set up a reoccurring donation as well, if you want to do a monthly donation. You know, one thing that we used to do out here that we are putting on the plan for next year is a luncheon. And so we have a luncheon where we have alumni littles come and speak and share about the impact of the program in their lives. And so if somebody wants to be a table host for that, because the role of the table host is that you commit to filling your table of people. It's no cost to attend, no cost to host, but they can they can commit to being a table host to help us, you know, expand our reach and get more people engaged and to learn about our program. And so we'll be doing that next year. That's a pretty, well. that's a pretty cool idea. Like, uh, you know, where you, you don't have to pay to host a table or sponsor a table. No, no, okay. no. Nope. Awesome. 
Good stuff. Now, what's the age range that you're looking for when it comes to being a big? Over the age of 18. And so you can be 70 years old and still be a mentor, right? Oh, yes. Oh, I mean, and still drive. Make sure that you sell the valid <laughs> yeah. drivers. Yeah, like so of course, of course. But you also have couples that do like a joint. Yes, we also thing, have big right? couples. And so okay. big couples will be matched with a little brother. And of course, that's up to the parent if they're open to a big couple. And as far as age, like I, some of my best volunteers are seniors. And really, in this community, if we said that seniors couldn't volunteer, we probably wouldn't have much of a program, to be honest, right. because the population out here is primarily that. But it's going to be based on what the kid wants. You know, if the kid's open to it, then who am I to say that you can't be a big? You've got my dad used to say all the time growing up that find the oldest person in the room because they've got the most wisdom and experience that you can learn from. And, and I was going to say the same thing. Who, who else, who, who better to impart wisdom and experience to a young person than somebody that's older, that's been around the block, that's good, um, graduated from the school of hard knocks and yeah. figured out, you know what? Hey, kid, listen, I, I hear what you're saying, but you really need to think about this about your future because I think as an as the oldest person in the room right now <laughs> I can tell you that if I could talk to my younger self and tell mm -hmm. them hey listen genius uh, don't do that 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 is not a really smart idea mm -hmm. now, now thankfully one of the benefits that I had to being the youngest in my family and having a bunch of siblings is that I did see a lot of my siblings make a lot of mistakes and and I was smart enough at least I think I was to understand hey you know what that didn't work too good for them. So I'm probably not going to do that. And maybe I should do something different. And, and so I, I had a lot of people ahead of me that screwed up that I learned from. But but not every kid has that option. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and the Big Brothers Big Sister Mentorship Program provides that for kids that don't have that option. Yeah. You know, one of our programs that Chad reminded us of is that trying to get a workplace program going out here, too, is another way to engage. Oh, okay. So employers that have, you know, a large employee base or are interested in mentoring, we can have that discussion as well. Of course, it would probably be, you know, better if there's more than two employees in the place. <laughs> so I would recommend this for you guys. But we could talk about having the kids bust from the school to the workplace once a month. Sure. And so it's still one-to-one -one mentoring. It's still the focus on building that relationship, but they also get exposure to the workplace and what you do. And right. that is a convenient way for employers to engage in the program, show their support of the mission, and also allow people that, you know, have small children at home to be able to mentor because maybe their after hours are booked up with games and life and all the other things. And, but during the workday, if their employer is going to give them an hour once a month to mentor, then that that's a way that they can do that as well. And what better, you know, communication skills and just uh, quality of work ethics and yeah. everything else that they'll be able to learn from that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being exposed to workplace culture, I think at that, age probably would do would do a lot uh okay guys as we kind of wind down our time here are there any thoughts that you want to leave us with before we jump off anything we, you want to mention that we haven't covered please volunteer if you feel this is something you would like to do reach out talk to us and uh please just volunteer we need we need mentors we need littles uh you know just to to keep this going and my, my boys need some some sisters, so come on. <laughs> Wait, and, you know, in all transparency, we took a big hit when COVID came. You know, sure. it, it's 
the Not program has struggled. Yeah. I've been in this position two and a half years and we haven't any, we haven't really made a whole lot of increase until this year, most recently with all of these site-based programming launching. We're also looking at a partnership between Shriner and Doyle Community Center. I forgot to, you know, talk about that, but we'll be taking kids from Shriner and Shriner will be transporting them over to Doyle to the after-school program in the next semester. And so if you are interested in volunteering, but you're like, I don't know, just call me. Let's figure out a way to make this work because I'm concerned. I'm concerned yeah. about the kids that are coming out of COVID with the the social anxiety and the lack of interpersonal skills and all the things that we are up against. I mean, I know that this U.S. Surgeon General just recently said that loneliness is almost worse than smoking for your body. Like, wow. And, yeah, and, and, you, and we can be surrounded by people and still be lonely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I know that we're just as excited as I would imagine our listeners are about the wonderful work y'all are doing here. It's inspiring. It's, it's you know, you have passion about it. It's, it's great. Uh, so thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today and, and sharing you. your experience. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, and no, all, all I would like to say is that if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to help out, please reach out to either Ryan or, or Chad or anybody on the board because if you can't be a big maybe you can be a volunteer to help out in some other way. And if you can't do either one of those two things, for whatever reason, maybe you can consider donating. So there, there's room for everybody in Big Brothers and Big mm -hmm. Sisters. Please consider how you can help them. Yeah, and, we're looking for board members. Hey. Hey, good, <laughs> nice plug. Um, well, and to that point, I'm going to post uh, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Texas Hill Country link in the show notes along with the registration link for the 5k in november and the donation link as well so and go ahead and put my phone number and email on there that way if they want to reach out to me directly they can do that absolutely we'll do it thank you guys for tuning in don't forget interact with us share our content helps other people find the show we're on facebook linkedin and youtube most weekdays the stock market is open in all places you find your podcasts including spotify Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member Finner Pacific, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks.